Guys, I am blown away by this podcast with John D'Amato. Um, what you're going to be listening to is just a series of a man who has literally got his hands dirty. And I mean, literally, for he, he said at one point, like, you know, he, he looked back and he's living his life now based off of what he didn't do for 35 years. That right there is so powerful. Um, he's an awesome photographer, does some awesome work, does some big things, and he's going to add so, he's just, no, not that he's going to, he does add so much value. Um, so for this one, definitely make sure you got some notes ready. This is a, this is a shout out, not only to the entrepreneurs, but specifically our photographers and our media people that are out there. So I hope you enjoy and, uh, thank you for listening in. Welcome to the Above Average Driven Millennials podcast series, where entrepreneurs, celebrities, and athletes talk about their journey, from starting and all the shit they had to go through to get where they are today. Please spread the love. Write us a review. We want to help as many entrepreneurs and people as we can with advice from industry experts. Now, here's your host, president and founder of Adapting Social, John A. Vaguero. So what is up, everybody? We are blessed with having an insanely talented, uh, outgoing photographer. And he's a branded photographer who works everything from speakers, authors, coaches, um, and has actually been a producer on TV. Um, so John D'Amato, man, thank you so much for being with us today, brother. Thanks for having me, John. I appreciate it. I can't do your background justice. For anybody who does not know who John D'Amato is, Please give us, please fill us in. Okay. Uh, okay. I am a branded lifestyle portrait photographer and I'm a content creation expert. And I, as you mentioned, I do work with speakers, authors, and coaches. And what I do with them is help them present themselves powerfully and memorably in their image content and their social content in order to attract the people that they serve. I love it. I love it. As simply, as simply put, right? What what I really respect and fucking love about you is that <clears throat> I haven't seen any photographers or people in, in your space like that angle their services to set the, to set up your digital presence for success through this stuff. Which is why I think it's such a genius such a genius approach and such a genius way to attack this. Um, tell us tell us a little bit how did you get started in photography? Well, I got started in photography way back in graduate school in 2004. I was going to school for an MFA in television production, and I needed an elective. <laughs> so I, I was looking to uh, figure out after three semesters of getting my ass kicked with a lot of heavy-duty type of uh, classes, I was just trying to find something that would be a bit of a layup. <laughs> right, right. And I kind of fell into it because I saw a 35 millimeter class, black and white, dark room. I'm like, you know, this sounds like a pretty cool idea. I already know how to work with cameras. It's still, so I don't have to worry about a lot of other crap. So, hey, this might be a nice way to go. And when I took the class, it completely blew my mind. It's the best class that I ever, ever took. And it stuck with me in the back of my mind as I started working in television and probably a couple of years, I think it was probably about two or three years into working as a field producer on the Maury show. 
I started to get the itch to do some creative stuff on the side, and I fell back on this photography thing that I had started a couple of years earlier. And the next thing you know, I'm walking around shooting photos of New York City, just doing street photography. No one's telling me what to do. I didn't have to worry about anything, and I just felt a real sense of joy behind the camera shooting whatever the hell I want. And then that developed into photographing people. And I started working with shooting people from Maury, from the job. I would just ask people, hey, listen, you know, I want to shoot this weekend. Are you interested? And uh, I just started shooting people. And then eventually I met a headshot photographer on a Maury shoot who became my mentor. And that started the whole thing. He was a headshot. He is a headshot photographer. And that, that kind of got me into that. So and that's where it kind of started for me. That's that's amazing, dude. And you know what? Thank you for sharing that. And for people out there, like <clears throat> the one thing, the one thing that I've noticed, and you know, again, me being uh, so, I I own a, uh, a digital marketing agency, and so <clears throat> the only thing I've noticed is anytime I connect with photographers, because there's again, there's so many photographers out there, just as many as there are you know digital marketers out there nowadays. But what you know, what what would your feedback be to people who are just starting in photography? And think like, oh, there's so many people out there. It's so competitive. It's such a competitive landscape. It's not worth for me to even get involved in it. It's funny you mentioned competition. The first thing is to eliminate that from your mind. Because what I tell photographers is that when you, you know, when you sit there and you focus on what everybody else is doing, you're screwing yourself. Because what you're not doing is focusing on figuring out what it is about the art that you are passionate about. Right. And that really, that was something that took me years to figure out. Um, in fact, uh, you know, when I quit my job and I'm, and I'm working as a headshot photographer, I had absolutely no clue what to do. And what did I do? I went online, looked at every single photographer that was out there, said to myself, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that, let me try this, let me try that. So I'm just basically chasing everybody else, right. trying to do what everybody else does, and ultimately it screwed me because I did not focus on the thing that lights me up. And then it took the help of one client reaching out to me who was, uh, who is a speaker and a coach and she was putting out a book and had all of these requirements from her publisher and told me basically I need a social presence. I've got nothing and go. And I had to figure something out. And what I ended up doing was tapping into my experience as a producer, understanding emotion, understanding all of the intricacies about an image that really moves people and motivates people and I kind of focused on that. So when a photographer is just starting out, the best piece of advice I can give that person is shut everybody else out and focus on what is important to you and start from there. John, that is motherfucking absolutely fire. Let's go. That was fire, brother. That was amazing. Oh, shit. I got the... Horns? You got the Yo, fucking go air horn. horns. You just excited me. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, that was that was such amazing advice. And for anybody out there that's listening throughout the country, that advice 
is absolutely priceless. And that is something that you will never learn in college. That is something that you learn and experience in the real world. That my man John D'Amato was just fucking throwing out those fire, fire fucking uh, advice for you. So take that note down. If you're, if you're a photographer, you're in media and you're listening, that right there, rewind that, take that note down because that's fire, John. I appreciate that. And, oh, and, what, and, t- and tell us, what is, what is your why? Why do you get up every day? Why do you get out of bed? What, what is it? You know, what is your why? What's your purpose? My why is honestly, uh, that also took a long time to figure out, but basically the long and short of it is, uh, I am excited to wake up and build a business around my art that does not compromise my integrity. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. And, and to piggyback on that it's also to serve other people because i come from a world where we're all about ratings we're all about getting that emotion and getting that 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 feeling out there and kind of i wouldn't say exploitation that's absolutely not the right word but it's more about trying to you know get what we can out of people and make it entertaining whereas now i help people who help others and it's a pretty amazing thing to do so so that's where I'm at right now with my life. Fuck yeah, man. I love it. And, and you know what? And I love, I love that you said, you know, helping people because, you know, similar to my why, again, just to give you some quick background, I started uh, my, my agency about 10 years ago. Um, and, you know, it was when I was 17 years old in my parents' basement. And, you know, I was obviously in high school and, you know, I wanted to help my family out financially. They were not well off. They were in tough, tough, dire straits. And so for me, a huge thing that I wanted to do in my why, which has literally never changed, it's been two, it's been actually two things. One, just helping people as an entrepreneur and as a business owner that obviously elevates my clients, you know, revenue and their, 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 how they look and how they're presented online and validating their credibility, mm-hmm. um, you know, through subconscious, through subconscious uh, validations. The biggest thing is that you know, I wanted to help my family, but I also wanted to help these people because if I knew if I could be effective at helping these people with growing their businesses and scaling, number one, they would hire more people, creating jobs. Number two, they're going to be able to help their family and live the lifestyles that they want to live, right? Yeah. So, so that right there is absolutely everything. And when you go back before any of this shit was here, you know, cameras, computers, all these crazy things. It was only about survival, and it was just about people helping people. So yeah. respect the fuck out of your mindset, man, and I and I appreciate that. Why? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was a long time coming making that, but the reality is, is that you know you need to get your ass kicked a little <clears> bit. You need to uh, you need to know how it feels to uh, be kind of a little lost trying to figure things out because what ends up happening is you become a lot more grateful for the things that that present itself in your life and you realize that they present themselves because you're allowing it to present itself. And the only way that that happens is if you truly understand what the hell you're doing and why you're doing stuff. So it's very important that you, uh, you know, screw the head on tight and really focus on what's important. Dude, that's, that's fire, man. You're spitting, you're spitting straight fire. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if people are ready for this. This podcast. I didn't know I was ready for this this morning. I haven't done a podcast this fucking early. <laughs> but let's keep going. Let's do it. Let's do. It. All right. That's awesome, man. And, and and what you just said right there actually leads into our next question. So obviously, I love that you said that. You know, when I started my business, 
you know, I had no, no money, no backing, no investments, no resources. Again, I was a kid, but like for you, how, how did this push you mentally when you first started, you know, when you were getting off the ground and you were trying to make this, you know, this thing that was like your, uh, your, your plan B that moved to your plan A, you know, how did it, was it mentally frustrating for you at all throughout the process? It was actually plan zero. I never wanted to be a business owner. I had no desire whatsoever to do this at all. And I kind of ended up, basically what happened was, is um, I was going through uh, a family situation with my mom. She was dying of cancer. And that uh, when she died, it essentially opened up a lot of thinking in my mind, what the hell am I doing with my life? And I realized that I was just not satisfied with where things were going. I was simply moving with the momentum of the day-to-day kind of activities. And it was just not really there. So when I quit uh, and I had this whole, you know, business idea in front of me, to be completely honest, I was scared shitless for probably about the first year, (laughs) year and a half. And uh, it was tough. It was a lot of lot of sleepless nights, a lot of freaking out, a lot of what am I going to do? Let me be, maybe I should do headshots. Let me incorporate video. Okay, I'll work with these people. It was a lot to, it was just a lot of scrambling. It was a lot of throwing shit against the wall, seeing what stuck. And quite frankly, nothing was sticking. So what ended up happening was, is I ended up uh, starting to go to networking events and meeting people and kind of building some rapport with the community of the people that I wanted to work with. And then in some cases, uh, some of these people became very close colleagues and mentors. And, you know, I just saw a post that you guys posted about what is it? Your network network is your net worth, something like that. Yes. Yeah. It cannot be any more true because the reality is, is that when you work for yourself, you're on an island. And I came from a television show where I had 75 people breathing down my neck for nine years. And I was used to working in a team environment. And then I go to absolutely nothing but me, four walls and a computer trying to figure shit out. And it was freaking me out. And I had no idea. But once I started developing those connections with people, that's when things started to become more clear. Because it's not just about finding people to bitch and moan to or to vent. It's about finding people that motivate you to step up your game in all aspects of your life. And not just with your business, but with the way that you view the world, with the way that you take care of yourself, with the way that you see uh, situations and how to regulate your emotions so you don't sit there and become a total basket case and are completely useless for a couple of days because you're freaking out over stuff. So it really took uh, a while for me to kind of get into some form of a groove so that I could, you know, function. And then from there, that's when we started building. You're fucking fire, dude. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, dude. Keep that on standby. I want more of that shit. Right, listen, I love it. It's right, it's right here. <laughs> I, I literally never use it more than once, maybe twice. I'm on my third one with you already, dude. Holy fuck. Yeah, man, um, we're going for a record today. Let's yeah, keep it going. We're ready. We're... <laughs> um, this is awesome, man. And I think, and everybody listening in, seriously, like, this is this is somebody who clearly, like, I love, I, the, the whole purpose of this podcast is to really highlight 
the grit of being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, being somebody who you know started something. It doesn't matter if they're a, a TV act, they're they're a TV personality or an athlete. At the end of the day, like right now, what we're what we're all learning and what you know you're you're sharing with us is, is that like you you were not afraid to get your nails dirty, to get out there, to grind, to scratch away at fucking trying to build this, and <clears throat> that's why obviously you are where you are today. Um, I'm still building, John. I'm still, still building. building. This Absolutely. don't end. That's the thing. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, no, but this ahead. is very important for people to understand. There is no mountaintop moment in your life. It is a constant evolution of plateaus going up, coming back down, picking yourself up, going back up again. And you just keep on building because there's no, oh, I made it. It doesn't work that way. If you're growth minded, you're always, always looking to push forward and go more. So it's very important that people understand that. Oh my God, dude, that, that is, that is so far. And it's so true because too many people, they're, they're, they're looking and they think that things just happen and then boom, you hit that mountaintop. But at the end of the day, that's what keeps us all busy, man. And once you make it to that, once you, whatever, whatever a mountaintop or a goal or the end of the journey for who, for whatever that person is that's listening, like once you get there, that's the most depressing day. And you look back and you think about the whole, the journey, that adventure to get to that mountaintop, everybody's, everybody's hustling to get there. And nobody's just enjoying the journey to get to the top. And that's the problem. Like the, like the, I miss when I used to fucking be door knocking, you know, and it would go to hundreds of, of businesses and knock on doors and call hundreds of places. And in the moment it sucked, but looking back now, it's what built adapting social. And that's how we're in five countries around the world now. Like we, we wouldn't be where we are today if for a decade I wasn't fucking grinding and I still am. And, And if I don't, like, dude, the first vacation I took um, that I actually unplugged kind of was my honeymoon with my wife. And, and and in a decade, it was the first time I unplugged and I hated every moment of not being in the game. And um, <clears throat> and it sounds crazy or maybe even bad to say that. Maybe there's something wrong with me. But I think there's, there's something wrong with entrepreneurs because there has to be something fucked up. We run towards risk. You know, we, we don't, we don't look at the situation of like, oh my God, like, you know, why am I working this many hours? I shouldn't be working over 40 hours. We work 90 hours just to be able to do our own work and to not have anybody telling us what to do. Um, and so it's like, in theory, we're, I think, I think every entrepreneur is a little fucked up in the head, but that's why, that's why we're crazy. That's why we keep going. But you know, that's the biggest thing. It's, it's being able to just understand that like, you know, there is no top of the mountain, just the hustle and the daily stuff that you go through, whether it's good or bad, that's all a part of the thing. It's all part of the journey. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's very, very critical. Um, <clears throat> and then, so John, what for, for, for John, for John D'Amato, what, what does it look like in five years for you? Hmm. I think in five years from now, I usually don't play this game, but I will <laughs> play this game for you. Uh, because, uh, you know, I always tell people I'm worried about today. I'm worried about five years from now. However, in five years from now, what I see for myself is um, I'm on stage more. I'm talking more to large groups of speakers, authors and coaches. I'm getting the message out in a much broader sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably uh, and with respect to the other aspect of my business, um, uh, I'm also a, an educator of photographers. 
Uh, I run an online community with my Dutch photography partner, Maurice, and it's called Screw the Metadata. And basically what we're trying to do with Screw the Metadata is to get photographers to create memorable and referable online presences because we're tired. It's not that we're tired. It's just that we're we're frustrated with the way that photographers present themselves with all of the metadata in their in their in their uh, posts. And they they write all of this stuff that doesn't really serve the people that they work with. They're, right. uh, you know, it's very mixed messages. So as far as I'm concerned, in five years, we would probably be fully established with that rock and roll and getting a, a huge community of photographers writing stuff that really matters to the people that they serve. Love it, man. Love it. And and so do you do you love is public speaking like a passion for you? It is something that I'm growing to enjoy. I I am a former 300-pound, insecure, very quiet to myself kind of person uh, when I'm in front of a crowd. Uh, and now I'm starting to break out of that shell and do more stuff in front of people because what I realize is that the stuff that's in my head, the value that I can provide people is important. It's a purpose and it's something that I need to do. And actually, to be honest with you, once I'm in the groove and I make some people laugh at the beginning, it's kind of, it feels kind of awesome. So yeah, I kind of dig it. <laughs> yeah, right? It's fun. Yeah. And, and so we, so we're, we're heading close, we're heading close to the end of our time here. But the one thing I like to ask also is, so who, as a photographer, who inspires you? In your field? Um, well, Peter Hurley is my mentor. He is the reason why I picked up a camera and started photographing people. So without him, none of this would be possible at all. Um, and as far as, you know, back in the day, the people that I would follow, one of the huge influences was Joe McNally. He's an icon photographer and he does amazing stuff. But more than that, Honestly, what inspires me is good work. It's just good fucking work. I right. get in, I get charged up by looking at people who create amazing stuff, especially in my particular niche with the branded lifestyle portrait photography. When I see other branded photographers putting out stuff that really, really hits the mark, I get excited about that because there's a lot of stuff out there that's mislabeled as branding photography, and it's something that I really am trying to kind of sent, put the message out there that, hey, listen, this is beautiful work, but it belongs in a magazine. It don't belong on your website, and it sure as hell doesn't belong in your social because it's not positioning you in the right way. And um, so when I come across a photographer that actually is doing the doing a real service to the people that they're working with, specifically speakers, authors, and coaches, that that motivates me to keep keep it going. Love it. You just, you just respect and love good work, man. That's and that's respectable. That's integrity right there. That's authenticity. Um, and I, I appreciate and respect that. And listen, so <clears throat> number one, where where can our followers and, and, our, and our listeners, where can they find you? Like, tell us your website, your social, tell us all that stuff. Okay. Well, the first place that people can find me is my website, ondomato.com. Um, if they're interested in reading uh, my blog, I write three blogs a week. 
I have an opt-in there. They can just sign up for it, and they can uh, get some magic every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Boom. If, if they want to follow me on social, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, um, uh, Facebook. It's uh, D'Amato Productions on Facebook. And for Instagram and Twitter, it's D'Amato Photo. Love it, man. Simple, straight to the point. Um, and, and John, so, to, so two more things. And sure. to end off, I always like to ask every single guest this, and I like to put them on the spot. So are you ready for this? Yeah, man. Let's bring it. What is your life quote? And I mean the quote that you fuck with, whether you're having a shitty day, a great day, no matter what, it's your go-to. And um, you, you can't say live, laugh, love, John. Nah, I don't do that shit, man. <laughs> From Queens, we don't do that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, the quote, one of the quotes that I learned when I took positive psychology course was, you know, the whole purpose of life is to show up in the world exactly the way you want. And that, that to me is a quote that really matters. I love that. <clears throat> I love that. And you know what? <clears throat> you know, for, for me, just so you know, my, my quote, is live a few years of your life like most people won't so you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. And when I started my business, again, being 17 years old, I was Googling shit left and right trying to find something that was really going to resonate with me. And yeah. I finally found that. And it, it heavily, heavily weighed on me because in those moments where I had no money, I had no education, I had no resource, you know, I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this. But... I knew that I had to struggle first in order to succeed. And, and that is the one thing that separates entrepreneurs from anybody else. It's that yeah. they can't, they can't, they can't last in that terrain. They don't want to, they don't want to struggle. The, the, the average person, they, they try to stay the fuck away from uncomfort, from discomfort. They, yep. they want to move towards their comfort zone. Whereas an entrepreneur, we're built to be outside that shit on a day to day basis. So that right I there. Mean, yeah, you just described the first 35 years of my life right there, my friend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. And, yeah, that's, and that's what, but like in your story, what you're sharing with everybody here today, like that's what I got from it. And I feel like you're so real, you're so raw. Oh, wait, hold on. Before we fucking end this shit, what does hashtag absolutely yeah mean? Oh, uh, hashtag yeah, absolutely? Yes, what? Talk to me about that. Sure. Sure. It actually applies to exactly what the hell you're just talking about right now. So good timing on that one, my friend. Um, <laughs> basically, I was uh, reworking my social with a colleague of mine. And she basically she told me, you need a hashtag. You need a personalized hashtag. I had no idea why. I didn't really care. But I'm like, OK, let's let's pick one. And we spent hours trying to figure one out. And um, she said, you know, you say it, yeah, absolutely a lot. I'm like, all right, well, let's go with that. <laughs> and then when I got home, I was thinking, all right, yeah, it's catchy. It works. I like it. It's snappy. It's like my person. It, it, it represents my personality. But more importantly, when I thought about all of the first, like I said, the first 35 years of my life and realizing that I was in a place where I was not happy and I was resentful. And I said no a lot back then because why I wanted stability. I didn't want to get out of my comfort zone. And as a result, there was no growth whatsoever. Fast forward to work in my own business. 
and you know you get thrown into the fire and you learn a lot about yourself and you grow and you become a better human being and 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 what it absolutely means to me is that it represents that transformation it represents that that turn in my mind of you know what i need to go towards the fire because that's where the value is and i got to i just got to put on my big boy pants and get to work and that's really what you absolutely means to me i love that so <clears throat> See, you know what I love about that? When you when you first when you first look at that, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think that that's what that meant. But I love <clears throat> I love that there's like that whole meaning behind it. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to just put fluffy shit out there, John. I'm not about putting stuff out there just to be catchy and snappy. I every single word that you read that I put out there means something to me. I don't put things out there just because I think it's going to get clicks. I don't believe in that. I come from a world where it's all about trying to get clicks, trying to get viewers, eyeballs, attention. And that's totally fine. If that serves your purposes, that's awesome. There's that that's you know, that's what you do. But for me, it's about putting out stuff that means something and be passionate about it because for most of my life I didn't and now it matters and everything counts. So that's how I take that approach now. That is <clears throat> hold up, that is right there. Everybody take that fucking note down. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I that's fucking I got another one. I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're crushing it, man. And, and and honestly, everybody listening in and and, and you know, and that's going to be watching, listening every any method. Like seriously, I encourage you to rewind this if you're in your car, if you're if you're working out, listen to this again. There there are so many, you know, I don't know if you even know this about yourself, John. I'm assuming you have to, but <clears throat> what a wealth of knowledge, man. Seriously. So Oh, get thank back. You, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, get down. You know, when you get when you get back to your desk or when you get back to your house or wherever the fuck you are, go back, re-listen to this again, and write some notes on this because this guy is adding some fucking knowledge uh, that he's experienced through just fucking grit and grinding. And and that's one thing that people, you know, need to understand. It's that when you're in the day-to-day, one day you're gonna look back and be like, fuck, I should have did it harder and more and, and paid more attention and had more like caring and urgency to what i'm doing and more integrity and everything you're saying john is like you know the the one thing and this is and this is what i'll end off on too many people like i heard i heard this quote okay and the quote said that uh you know a fool can learn from his mistakes but it takes a wise person to learn from others and so people that are listening to this take that right there and take what john my man by the way you have a great name john you know, great name. I like your name. <laughs> I was going to say the same about you. <laughs> yeah, you got, a, you got a great name, my guy. Um, but but so, you know, what John is sharing, man, is through his experience, like, you know, he's he has a completely different outlook. And he's and honestly, I think I don't think that you would be able to be executing at the level that you are right now with the passion you have right now with the fucking fire that you have right now. If you didn't if you didn't have the past that you had and you didn't do it the way you did. So but realistically, People listening in, go back, take notes on this. There's so much knowledge here. And for me, again, I started my business when I was 17. I'm now 27. I've been doing it for a decade. My man's talking about his first 35 years here, okay? I'm only talking about a decade. Everybody needs to be learning. You know, there's so much, there's so much fucking value here. So, John, you have, you know, been a wealth of of, of knowledge and resource to myself. Um, And thank you so much for, you know, because I look at time as the only asset that we don't get back. So thank you so much for spending your time with us this morning, early as fuck. 
<laughs> Absolutely, John. I appreciate it, man. This was wonderful. Thank you. No, thank you again. And everybody that listens in, one more time, John, where can they find you? JohnDomato.com is probably the best place to start. Awesome. So best place to start, JohnDomato.com. And everybody listening in, as I always like to end it, listen, you know, too many people are on autopilot. You have to take the fucking reins of your life. When you when we leave off, we don't say have a good day. Fucking create a great day. You're in charge of it. You own that shit. Make it good or make it bad, but it's up to you. So everybody listening in, we appreciate you. Check out johndomato.com and get back to this podcast and re- rewind it because my man spitting straight fire. So thank you again, John. <laughs> Thank you again, John. You're a savage. <laughs> that was awesome. I was not <laughs> expecting the horns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, I need to work with you, man. 